What is up, my Festivus fans? Welcome to episode 12 of Dread and Drafts, the podcast where we discuss all things fear while we drink and review all things fear. I am John, and with me, as always, are my co-hostesses with the co-mostesses, Jen. Why, hello. And Annie. Oh, hey. Merry Christmas. Looks like the weather is calling for a spoiler alert for the next 60 minutes. And there's your gift from Paul. A spoiler alert. Paul's so sweet. He is. He's he's always alerting them spoilers. Mm. It started with the wind on a cold night. Much like this. It was almost Christmas. I enjoyed I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great. <laughs> it was almost Christmas, but this Christmas was darker and less cheerful. But I still believed in Santa, in magic and miracles, and the hope that we could find joy again. But our village had given up on miracles and on each other. They had forgotten the spirit of Christmas, the sacrifice of giving, and my family was no different. I tried to help them believe again, but we were no longer the loving family I remembered. They, too, had given up, and eventually, so did I. And for the first time, I didn't wish for a miracle. I wished for them to go away, a wish I would come to regret. And that night, in the darkness of a howling blizzard, I got my wish. I knew St. Nicholas was not coming this year. Instead, it was a much darker, more ancient spirit. The shadow of St. Nicholas. It was Krampus. And as he had for thousands of years, Krampus came not to reward, but to punish. Not to give, but to take. He and his helpers... I can only listen as they dragged my family into the underworld, knowing that I would be next. But Krampus did not take me that night. He left me as a reminder of what happens when hope is lost, when belief is forgotten, and the Christmas spirit dies. And he left you with our review of Krampus. At least he was nice enough to leave you with the review. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> so top of the order. What y'all drinking? I'm not drinking anything yet. I'm gonna pour it right oh, now. Oh, pour it. Okay, but there's well, there's no there's no pop there's no can pop. Cause I because it's a bottle. It open like I. It was a non twisty cat. It was a non-twisty cap, and you still twisted it open. Was it a non-twisty? There, there. Okay, usually on twisty caps it says twist here to open. It ain't there. Man, you I are so strong with so the Christmas strong. spirit. <sighs> this oh. is why Krampus isn't coming for you, Annie. All the Christmas spirit. While she is pouring hers, I will go over mine. Mine, as I just clunked the microphone. You had literally just slapped the microphone. <laughs> the which a microphone slap hasn't happened since like episode two with American That's Psycho true. when Annie bitch slapped the microphone. <laughs> Gesture, I don't know, like, but it was Whoa! when we were doing American Psycho and it you was, went pop. Yeah. <laughs> I do gesture. I'm drinking a, a platform beer, which platform is from Cleveland, Ohio, and it is Kringle Jangle. 
so it's a milk stout with uh, cookies, cold milk, and jolliness. Single uh, like a Kringle jingle. Like Kringle jangle. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice milk stout, cookie flavor. Uh, pretty delightful. So yeah. That is a good, really good beer. Uh, <laughs> and I am drinking probably my top uh, beer Ooh. of the holidays. Oh, okay. I was about to say, wait, what? Beer, beer of the holidays. Okay. And that is Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Um, I So Great Lakes, uh, based out of Cleveland, Ohio, probably my favorite brewery. Uh, one of my favorite breweries, because I also have Royal Docks. But this is probably one of the best Christmas ales. Uh, it is just this amazing uh, mixture of the with the beer, the spices, and the, like. There's like a sweetness of honey, and then if you want, if you order it somewhere, they will ask if you want a sugar rim. Oh, it has nothing to do with your butthole. Um, <laughs> they <laughs> they will coat it in like a honey and add like cinnamon sugar to the rim, and you sip it through that, almost like you do like margaritas and salt. Uh, and it tastes great, but how uh, you will piss off your bartender if you do order so that much. because then it makes the glasses all disgusting and shit like that. Try it once if you haven't tried it. After that, just get it straight off draft. Don't get your sugar. Don't get your rim sugared. Uh, it's sticky. It does make your rim all sticky. Uh, <laughs> and if you have a beard like I do, then your beard gets all fucking sticky and sugary, and that's not fun for anyone. So, yeah, uh, I have my Christmas ale from Great Lakes Brewing Company. Delicious. I do like Christmas ale. I do. Who doesn't like Christmas ale? Grinches. Scrooges. Scrooges. (laughs) Crampi. Crampi. Which is false because, actually, the uh, Cleveland has a group called the Krampus of Cleveland Group. Clampus. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) The Clampets from Beverly Hill. No, the Krampus of Cleveland Group. Uh, They go to Oktoberfest, and they uh, do a lot of stuff uh, based around Cleveland. Uh, And they do a lot of uh, events with breweries when when they tap their seasonal beers. And... The Krampus of Cleveland, uh, they do the same, and they do uh, Great Lakes every single year, uh, and I've yet to go when they've done this, when they tap the Christmas ale, and we need to do that soon. I think that, it'd be fun. That actually would be right. And all the proceeds, I can't remember, every year they switch it, all the proceeds that go to this uh, go to a local Cleveland charity, no, too, so cool. even better. Yeah, that would be awesome. And so you guys ready for your uh, your question of episode 12? Well, Maybe. Tell you my beer, but okay. Oh, oh yes. shit. I'm sorry, Ann. Go ahead. Well, you talked about your cap, and then I got lost I did, in your no. thought. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's appropriate because Shiner from Texas, Shiner, Texas, is uh, a German beer. It's a, oh. it's, um, a brewery that was created by German and Czech immigrants who settled around uh, the the Texas town of Shiner, and they weren't able to find the type of beer that they had uh, been accustomed to in their home countries, so they decided to brew their own. And it is delicious. Um, I, I, I've tried Shiner like before, but oh I've gosh. never tried their uh, Christmas one. Their holiday it's, cheer is one of my favorites. Ooh. It it's, peaches and pecans. I was, dude. I literally it's was like, so "It's nice. fucking fruity. It smells like a peach." It's way it's, different than any other yes, Christmas beer. It's so one. nice than like a lot of beers. I do love things like uh, Anchor has a beer that has like pine in it. And Ooh, it's very tasty. Fuck, that's good. It's so good though. It's so different from any other holiday beer. There's a lot of 
Belgian beers out on the market this time of yeah. year. This is unique and different, and I really that love it. is very unique and different for a for a holiday seasonal peaches beer. Peaches and pecans. Yeah, because usually you think of like a peach, more like a spring summer beer, uh, but. No, that fucking reels no, it in. That's no, pretty it's, good. It's pecans festive, a hundred percent like holiday. You pecan know. pie. Yeah, yeah, pecan pie. Oh fuck yeah, pecan pie. Mm. Pecan. Well, depending on your your point of origin. Yes. Ohio. <laughs> Actually, we found out one of our son Flynn's uh, favorite pies. He just calls it regular pie because he doesn't really know any other pie. He's like, I just like regular That's pie. That's the only pie he likes? It's pecan pie. Yeah. Uh, and Why we is found it regular out pie? Because he doesn't really that understand is, what so pie, he went, that pie has different flavors. The first pie that he had that he liked was pecan pie, but when it was offered, it was, do you want pie? Oh, yeah. And so he really liked it, and so he, like, and, he, and then so he's heard he's of apple pie, and he's time. heard of peach pie, and he's heard of, you know, cherry pie. Well, now, you know, I just want regular pie, and you're like, the fuck is regular pie? <laughs> it's, it, it is pecan pie. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. So he loves pecan pie. Which also makes me happy, because I fucking love pecan pie. I mean, pie. that's fair. I mean, Dutch apple is the best pie, mm. but... Like, I, there's not a pie that I don't think is good. Yeah. Valid. I don't like cake. I like pie. I like, I mean. Which I is unfortunate, because I make really fucking good cake. You do, but I, 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 I'm just not a cake fan. Like, mm-hmm. Anne just had one of my cupcakes. I did. It was delicious. Tonight. Yeah. I shoved oh, it for tomorrow's right D&D session? <laughs> tomorrow's D&D session and a going away party for one of my coworkers who took a new position. Who's going away? Uh, Karen. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the posed question of episode 12 <laughs> for for the Krampus episode. Are you guys ready? Mm. You ready? I don't know. Yes. I'll say yes. Okay. Maybe. Perhaps. So the question. Yeah. There there actually is no question. What? Merry Christmas to both of you. I'm not going to pose a question in this episode. Like that is that is my that is my gift to both of you. And <laughs> and you guys also you guys also from Redbubble, you got a Dread and Draft logo T-shirt. We I got did. Yes. Uh, so that that is my gift to both of you. I love it. I love it. You yes. guys don't have to worry about it. a question this episode. I just wanted to have fun. I love I love anything to do with the holidays. I am a sucker. Uh, I will give gifts and gifts and gifts. I don't I don't care if I get nothing. I am I am the true Krampus will never come after me uh-huh. because I I I I am a very selfless. Uh, person, I just want to give, give, give. You have this, you have this, you have this. You have this. Like, I don't care if I get anything. Like, I to me that like, if you want to give me something, give me beer. Cool, <laughs> I'm set. Like, give me a seasonal beer. We'll call it done. Um, this is uh, my favorite time of year. I, I I love Halloween. I love Christmas more. Like, there are three favorite seasons for me. Like, favorite times of year, uh, and that would be I love Halloween. Uh-huh. I love fall. And I'll say fall, Halloween uh, in general. I love Christmas, and I love baseball season. He didn't know you married a basic bitch. <laughs> oh, I knew that from the get-go. Yeah, that's fair. I was very open to the fact that I, myself, am a basic white bitch. I'm pretty like, sure I called him out on okay. that. Okay. <laughs> yep. I have a picture of him with a bottle of basic bitch wine. With yeah. A, yeah. Is uh, he wearing uh, his Uggs and... Uh, no, but he has like the cork in his teeth and oh, like cute. yeah, mm-hmm. cute. it's great. Maybe I'll post it. Maybe I'll yeah, post yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll look for it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, 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 I have it's, no qualms it's with that. It's from like 
a bit ago, so he's going to look like a baby. Baby oh, face. Baby I, face I, I, I may have had stubble. Mm-hmm. Which will never Not this luxuriant again. beard that he's currently sporting. I just need more beard oil. The beard oil that Ray gave me, uh, it, it's it's gone. I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. It's It's okay. There's drinking happening That's in the back. I just like, what is that? And Hannah's over there <laughs> chugging water. She's jealous of our beer. She is. She loves beer. So she does love beer. Uh, she yeah. is the actual meaning of the booze hound. That is Hannah. Um, she will it, attempt to steal whatever drinks you have. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, like, post the picture. I think it'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas gifts. You got your shirt, and you got not having a question. It's I still have Christmas a fun ever. fact, though. Oh, boy. Fun fact, Jen. Here we well, go. Well, you left us hanging the last episode, so you didn't have yeah. a single fun fact for fun fact Jen time. I didn't. I John was, took I was over feeling... with his horse facts. I know. And I did feel a little put out because, like, oh, fun fact Jen. Like, I felt like, oh, you're picking on me a little bit. But I still have a fun fact about this one. Hit us with it. So, the three cookies. The gingerbread cookies? Their names. Lumpy, Dumpy, and Clumpy. Aww, I love it. Two of the voice actors you might well know. One of them, Seth Green. Okay. (laughs) Another one of them is um, Justin Rowland, which is Rick from (laughs) Rick and Morty. Pickle Rick. You know what? I fucking hate. Oh, boy. Oh God! I uh, know. I hate the the. This is where we're gonna get into like my love hate relationship. With this movie. Uh huh. Krampus. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're going historically things here with Krampus, folks. Krampus has nothing to do with Christmas. At all. All right. So we're getting into the anger portion of this. The anger. It was not a fun fact at all. Strap we got in. we got John angry already. Strap in. Yes. For angry John. Uh, and, yeah. Are there uh, horses? Fuck my fun facts. No. Oh. Okay. I didn't say fuck your fun facts. Fuck my I, fun listen, facts. Listen, I didn't know that they <laughs> they don't even really have any fucking lines. Mm. You you could have just done any noises for the gingerbread men and you'd been fine. I didn't know that people were actually voicing these fuckers. Well, they, they said threatening things. Yeah. And like when the one was coming after the uncle, um, he had like... I loved it. He he had a he had a candy cane that had been sucked sharp. It was sharpened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like his mouth, which was you know the frosting mouth, had like the sugar. Dripped, yeah. The sugar drips like you know I don't know when you you have frosting and you're like. Bleh. I think it was frosting supposed to be like fangs. frothing like rabbit almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was cute. And then like when they showed up in the house. Hmm. And they're like, that's weird. There's a cookie stabbed to the refrigerator. They thought that was weird. But now, like, it was one of those fuckers. Someone killed it. Yeah. yeah. And a little, a little fat kid didn't think anything weird about a gingerbread man hanging from a chain. Well, and even his dad, like, when they came into that house and it was stabbed to the fridge, like, I'm pretty sure he, he, took, off a, yeah, yeah. He, he took off a chunk and ate it. So I asked John, I was like, did he just eat a chunk of the cookie? Yeah, it looked temp- and look, like I'm not gonna say if there was a delicious looking sandwich stabbed to the stuck fridge. to a refrigerator that I wouldn't at least like, you know, what's going on here? What's what's a sandwich? Is there salami? I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> That's fair. Are yeah. you are you are you ready? 
I was no. born ready. Take some deep breaths. Okay. We're getting into this shit. Okay, so. <sighs> Jen, Annie, and dear listeners, Krampus has nothing to do with fucking Christmas. This was the the first time I saw this movie. This is what chapped my ass, is that they focused around, like, Santa being uh, this Christmas devil thing. and Santa being? uh, Sorry, Krampus being this Christmas devil thing. Uh, Has nothing to do with it. Well, doesn't it take place, like, around the eve of St. Nick or something. Yeah, so it is a, it is a uh, Eastern European almost like a Catholic thing. Uh so December 5th is Krampus Noct. Uh it is the night of the Krampus. Um and then December 6th every single year is St. Nicholas Day. And St. Nicholas was known for going around and being this very uh giving person and Generous. would put like uh, like little toys and like candy canes and, and stuff. Yes, into 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 children's shoes that they left outside on their doorsteps. Um, and Krampus was then the other side of that, the shadow of Saint Nicholas, sure. if you will, uh, where he would come the night before on Krampus knocked, and any of the kids that were bad, instead of like Santa giving coal, Krampus would come and take the children and take their souls down to wherever Krampus does. Krampus has nothing to do with hell. He would just take their souls because they were terrible children. Or he would whip them with uh, with branches. So that had nothing to do with Christmas and Santa. And the whole aspect of like all the gifts being there, I, uh, it's supposed to be like St. Nicholas gives gifts. And I mean, Santa in general has nothing to like, that's where they, so like they derived the whole thing with like St. Nicholas. And then they were like, Oh, let's, then we have, let's make Christmas a big thing here. Santa, let's just kind of, unless you're Catholic, let's forget about St. Nicholas day. Let's move it to the 25th of December. And then Christians were like, Hey, that's when Jesus was born. (laughs) Let's make this about Jesus because that's what Christians do is they steal fucking holidays from everything else. Um, Mostly pagan shit. Which is kind of what, in a sense, I feel like even prior to being a St. Nicholas versus Krampus thing, I think Krampus had more to do with being part of the old gods of like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um and do you think if they had been at Cabin in the Woods at the Christmas time, <laughs> if they would have been able to summon 100 percent? Yeah, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Um, I've always been intrigued with the stories, uh, and the folklore of Krampus. Um, and so, like, in the movie, you see. Uh, the one scene where like all the snowmen are there and you see like all these little characters moving behind the snowmen and elves then things. well later on yeah, they're yeah. like oh elves. it's it, it's elves well, that's and what the grandma said omi said was... she even even omi said they were elves but... however in krampus folklore they are called bell snickles and bell snickles are actually um human beings that krampus has kind of turned into his servants okay and they are there to do whatever the fuck Krampus tells them to do. In a sense, kind of like the el- how these elves were doing. Uh, and they were kidnapping people and sending these toys after people. Uh, but they are originally called Bellsnickels. And I know if anybody's listening that it's like, oh, hey, I've also watched The Office. Sure. Because in The Office, like, uh, Dwight beca- dresses up as a Bellsnickel festivist shit um that all derives from krampus 
It has nothing to do with the office itself. It's further back than the fucking office. Um, but the Bell Snickles are servants of... So in reality, this movie should have taken place the beginning of December. Uh, the elves should have been Bell Snickles. But they just kind of made it easily accessible to compare sure. it to Christmas. Because Christmas is more of a bigger sure. thing than Krampus Knocked. Um, unless you're of Eastern European uh, heritage, then you might know of who Krampus really is outside of the handful of Krampus movies that have been made because there's like another Krampus movie that's literally called Krampus, like the Christmas devil has nothing to do with Christmas. Um, so that is my little offshoot of, of fun fact, Jen, that is my little offshoot, uh, in my little, my little caveman anger, uh, rant that, that it, it does, that always has always bothered me when people lump Krampus into, Christmas with Santa. Um, are you familiar with like Lady Krampus? That's actually not really a thing. It's not really a thing, but she appeared on a lot of Christmas cards, and she was sexy and cute. And I it was. It. it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was the intent. So it, it's a lot of. It's a vintage thing now. I'm also um, not familiar with that. It so is. She it, was. It is like a sexyish lady. Yeah. They were. There were quite a few cards in. Well, particularly German cards in like the early 1900s, 1900s yeah. where she's like dressed up super cute. I'm showing Jen a picture right now. And she punishes bad men, whereas Krampus was assigned bad children. children. Yes. Um, so she whips the bad men with her little uh, bundle of sticks. There they are in the little basket. Oh, the men probably fucking love that. Like, that was a. Like, how cute. Thing. <laughs> Many, yeah, she was that like, was 100% yeah, she was the first dom, yeah. the first dom of the nineteen like, hundreds. Oh, yeah, yeah like look at whip the, me, lady, whip look me. at this. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, 100%. she's so cute. Well, she's like full, almost like bombshell, like the old bombshell lady her. tattoos. We need to post um, those pictures. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but yeah, like it's like I've always loved the whole Krampus thing, and I wish that they would do Krampus justice. Um, and make a Krampus movie that was more like accurate to the Krampus lore. It's not far fetched. The movie is not too far fetched. It's around the holidays. Uh, just like Brahm, uh, he's an author. He wrote the book uh, mm-hmm. Krampus, the Yuletide, uh, the Yule Lord, and also kind of. St- but his I love because it goes in Norse mythology. Um. And Paul's spoiler alert will cover it. So in the Brahm book, the Krampus, the Yule Lord, um, he also deals with Krampus and Santa, where Krampus is one of the old gods. And he actually is like the child of hell. So he's like the grandson of Loki. And uh, Santa is actually Balder. So he's one of um, Odin's child like children who is like the one who if he gets poked with mistletoe (laughs) uh then that's how he dies and that's the initial start of ragnarok um so it it, it's very it's a very enjoyable book the audiobook is phenomenal all the uh like the voice actor who did it all the voices he does are outstanding um and it's very enjoyable for what it is which is like a mix of Norse mythology mixed with Christmas and Christianity because in parts of it, he's like 
Uh, he goes into a church and there's a priest and the priest is like, you know, calling him a devil and shit. And he's like, you know, I'm not a devil. You just use the devil to excuse the reasons that that humans do murder and rape and other terrible things. When in reality, the devil is just what is living inside the person has nothing to do with a religion. It just shows how dark people truly are. Mm. Uh, and I was like, fucking a dude, like nailed it. Love it. Uh, so really good book. Check it out. I have it on the shelf. And if you want to borrow it, of course I do. Um, and I do. also mentions the bell snickles. Love it so much. Uh, the, really good illustrations in it. Uh, but then, like I said, the audiobook is amazing too. I love how fascinating, like Eastern European lore is, and I, honestly, how how many there are. So, like you're talking about Krampus and Krampus Nacht, and um, I was just I stumbled upon this. There's a uh, Frau Perchstra, terrifying Christmas. Yeah, she's a witch mm-hmm. um, that's celebrated on Twelfth Night, which is January sixth. Um, she's uh, fond of, of of sewing and spinning and domestic neatness in general. Um, so apparently, she gets irritated if your house is out of yep. order and you don't leave her a traditional bowl of porridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, she'll. She won't tolerate that nonsense. She'll do nothing less than steal into your bedroom, disembowel you, and replace your guts with rocks and straw. So yep. that's uh, as one does. I thought I remember as that. Yes, one does. Yeah, I. I There's I, so many. But for cool when it comes Christmas. to when it comes to Eastern Europeans, um, oh. and any type of like lore and folk tales, um, but mainly around Yule and the holidays. There's some dark shit. The Yule Lads and uh, the Yule Cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yule Cat will eat you if you don't get new clothes for Christmas. Yes, yeah. Is that yeah. where Socks for Christmas comes yes, from? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, like, there was pressure for people to finish spinning the autumn wool harvest. Yeah. Uh, and so if you didn't and you didn't get new clothes, that Yule Cat, which was huge, he would come eat you. Fuck. That was it. That's a hungry cat. And I think he was owned by the Yule Lads and, would you say, Grilla? Yeah, Grilla or Grilla. Um, it was basically became the mother of the Yule Lads. Um, and I actually uh, thought they did a relatively good job of this in describing it in Sabrina. So the newer Netflix show, Sabrina. Oh, not the Melissa actually... Joan Hart Sabrina. Oh, no, 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 no. Which no. is, no, the, the, that's my favorite Sabrina. No, the newer one, they actually brought in Gryla, Gryla, I, I apologize, I don't know the pronunciation. How do you spell it? It's G-R-Y-L-A, but it's... L-A? L-A. literally said L-A. Gryla. I think it's Gryla. I believe that would be pronounced Gryla. Yes. Uh, I believe I it's a like a phonetic spelling, so mm-hmm. it'd be Gryla. Uh, L-A. L-A. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, fuck. But yeah, all these cool stories. Yeah, I, and then I the mean... the Yule Cat. Yeah. yeah. Meow. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I don't know. No, and it, see, and that's the thing though. Like, like Eastern European folklore, it's fucking dark. It is so fucking dark. There's uh, what 
Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Oh, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, the uh, the witch that lives in the woods, that lives on the house with bird feet. Chicken feet. And Damn it, I knew I should have grabbed that beer. I was also thinking. The Baba Yaga, the yes. Royal Docks Baba Yaga. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, I'm actually low on my beer, so I should grab yeah, go, the go Go top off with a beer. <laughs> You're right by the fridge, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> what would you like? The Baba Yaga, please. I like how he threw down his headset and you can still hear him very loudly because it's I'm John. a loud person. <laughs> it's Baba Yaga. Royal Docks Baba Yaga coffee porter. Oh, yes, Baba Yaga. One of. That's kind of funny. That I didn't know we had any of those left. Oh, fuck yeah, I knew we had it. One. No, it's kind of sad that I didn't, because I'm the one that fucking, like, moves, like, adjusts yeah. the beer fridge, and I didn't realize that. <laughs> and also, it's a weird depiction, because there's mm. octopus tentacles. Which is, yeah, I, that I don't understand the art on it. Because, like, it Excuse should me. be a hut with chicken feet. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll message Royal Docks. I can, like, I can okay. get a hold of the, I can get a hold of the owner. Yeah, we know, I know Do him, you so. know? About chicken feet, you'll say to him. <laughs> Do you know about chicken feet? Hey, so your beer's called Babiaga, but why is there fucking uh, ship and tentacles on it? Because this has nothing to do with Babiaga. All right, give me about two minutes. We'll continue talking. Once I open it, I will let you know, and we will review said beer. That's I've fair. I've had it before. It's been a bit, but also I think we've gone over real docks before uh, mm-hmm. from our old house area. Great brewery, one of our favorites. Um, and local, so yeah. It's an Ohio brewery. We love mm, them. Yes. Drink they, beer brewed here. They had a nice patio space with oh, a fire. Yes. yes. Even when it was fucking cold, I feel like we were out there in like March. We were by the fire. We like, were <laughs> fucking freezing our asses off, but by the fire, so it was nice. Yeah. John was cool, but like me and Ada were like, "Fuck yes, well, sock up the seat." Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like being hot. So you put off heat. Yeah, I'm like a fucking furnace. Mm-hmm. Kind of like keeping your fire hot, you know, to avoid having Krampus come down the chimney at you. Mm-hmm. Like an Omi, she tried to tell people. <sighs> Even though, like, okay, here's the thing. Here's it took them too long one the when she shut the door and locked them out of the house. It took them too long to realize that the fucking front window was now a gaping hole. Well, and even uh, the sun. Well, that's where the the elves came through. Yeah, he was like, oh, the front window, it's open. And then they were like, nope, fuck it. Let let her do her thing. There was glass. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I also, I feel really bad for her because, like, this story had seemingly a fairly happy ending, right? Mm, debatable. I feel like that's something yes. we should talk about. You know what? Let's do that right now. Because as we do with these reviews anymore, we hop around all over the fucking place. How do you... And so the ending itself. Uh, so he says, basically, fuck you to Krampus. I just want my family back. I take my wish back. I want them back. And Krampus picks him up and drops him into the hellfire. Sure. And then it shows his family, and then he opens that gift, and there's the Krampus bell, which I also have, and it's hanging on my Christmas tree upstairs. You're welcome. I feel um, like I got that for you. It was tasty. You At didn't. Oktoberfest. No? No, you didn't get that. I got the switch. I got the switch for the tree. You got me the, yeah, you got me the switch for the tree. I'm just adding this to my Christmas ale. Oh I'm adding the Baba God. Yaga what to the, the Christmas fuck? ale. I'm making a Baba Yaga concoction. John. Um, oh so, God. yeah, so, um. 
No. Yeah, the bell's up there. I mean, so it won't so be bad, he but... opens the gift, and as soon as he pulls the bell out, and you see Gruss von Krampus uh, on the bell, like his mom. Oh, I hate that woman. She is one of the so fucking hideous. What? I cannot. I, I love her. I cannot stand her. She's a shitty actress. Her no. fucking teeth. No. Sh- her teeth bother me. Everything about that she's woman bugs me. I don't care for her. I think she's a terrible actress. It just like what's his face who plays the uncle? She's the I, same fucking character in every fucking no. movie. She was in that other movie with that with that little girl that that fucking clicked her tongue on the goddamn time, who then lost her face on a fucking telephone pole. <laughs> I cannot stand this actress. Heredity? She is, yes, heredity. heredity. Yes. She it's the same fucking character. This woman has she does not have any versatile acting. No, she doesn't. She sucks. She has no versatile acting. She's always the same character. It's fucking garbage. I cannot stand her. Her fucking just like what's her face in fucking uh the shining, Shelly Long. Just the fucking giant teeth bugs the shit out of me. I cannot stand this woman. Piss poor acting. Okay, you've gone on long enough. We get it. He's so mad. Always mad. Angry John. Angry John. We fucking get it. (laughs) Piss poor. I like her. I also like her. I get where you're coming from because I can see where she can play. Because you're very loud and and loud. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Has nothing to do with me being loud that portrays to her being a shitty actress. No. No, it it does because she's in uh, Knives Out. She's yeah. super fun in there. No, Knives Out's a good movie. She's the same character. No. Yes. No, and she uh, actually is. She's in Nightmare Alley. She herself is a Nightmare Alley. Okay. Uh, she's in. You're not going to convince Sixth him because Sense, he's Little Miss Sunshine. Like all. And hold on, no, no. And who was she in Sixth Sense? Wasn't she a mom? She was the shitty mom. That was the piece of shit. Fuck her. Was she an Emma? I don't remember her and Emma. It, it doesn't matter. She's garbage. Well, John's mad, but I disagree with him. John, you will never convince John otherwise from no, what because, John's opinion is. No, so, because like, John has an opinion and that's it. Like Yeah, but I form my opinion with my own... It's not just I'm forming it from fucking thin air. I've watched enough movies with her in it to know that she's the same character oh, in every she was single in movie. About a boy, I love that one. I don't even know what the hell that movie is. Well, no, it's a, it's got. Uh, it's a his... chick flick. It's uh, Hugh Grant. I yeah. Mean. He's also the same character in every single. I mean, chick yes. flick. So that's there we not go. wrong. So look, that's I'm already like I'm already winning because that's the same thing. Same thing with her. Every single movie she's in, she plays the same character-esque portrayal. It's the same. It is. I disagree. No. Listen, that's fine. You disagree. But if you really think about it and you watch these movies back to back, you will see that she doesn't stem very much from her core. It's one character. Anyway. um, I don't know. I fucking give up with John, so. Yeah. Um, Tough shit. You're married to me. So... (laughs) I don't even remember where we started with this. We Krampus. were starting with. We were blah blah blah. Listen, you guys took notes. I I, I just I, I spitball. Really, so. I I didn't make notes because I just watched this like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> 
um, I was I was supposed to be ready, and like my week went to crap. So I was yeah, like, "Shit happens." Uh, I mean, I've got to watch this movie right now. So the movie opens with uh, our Christmas shopping brawl and the spirit of holidays. It's like with a... pre-COVID, at least, where people are fucking fighting in the stores over. Well, like, whatever. and it, the thing is, that's not new. The same it's scene not. was there. That's for Black like, Friday, man. Cabbage Patch Kids when I was yep. a kid, and like. That was wait. That was, that was they made it. Yeah, it was a movie kids? as well. Yes, not just goofy cards. It was a movie. What? No, no, no. Garbage Pail Kids, not Cabbage Patch Kids. No, oh. Cabbage Patch Kids. Like that was the hot item, and people were oh, I thought you meant like the movie. It. No, I predate. Excuse me. The mo- no, I don't know if I predate. Well, the movie. Garbage Pail Kids it. had a movie. I've never watched it. It was probably. But garbage. that well, that made me amused at the beginning of the consumerism movie in general because. That's how people are, and it's just I mean, showing the shittiness of people and yeah. the kid in a fight because literally the other kid was telling little kids that Santa wasn't real, so. Which I did. You told other people Santa wasn't Fun real? Fun fact, though. But also, they get it Christian. Th- think so. of Annie's ba- grow up with, yeah. with Christianity. And also... The kids but you that told he, people Jesus was real. The yeah. kids that the kids that he was fighting with were dressed up in the scenes of the manger with Jesus's birth, and he was dressed as Rudolph, <gasps> Santa versus Jesus, the whole thing. And so those kids were saying that Santa wasn't real, but they were dressed up with the whole manger scene, which is kind of ironic because also not real. I so, was just scared of Santa in general, so I told my kindergarten class so they wouldn't worry about it. When you oh. were in kindergarten? When I was in kindergarten. You told them that Santa wasn't real? Yep. Where did you hear out that Santa wasn't real? My parents had to tell me because I was terrified of him. There's, like, subsequent pictures of me screaming and, like, stiff-armed away from Santa. Can we yes. see these pictures? Five to six years old, you found out there was no Santa. What about your younger siblings? I told them to. <laughs> I mean, at least my sister. So, sub- so basically, instead of calming you down by telling you that Santa is a fantastic person, they just straight up told you, as a toddler... That Santa wasn't real. I mean, that's like telling you that the boogeyman isn't real because he was terrifying. Except for the fact that Santa is not meant to be terrifying. He's meant to be a cheerful old person. And instead of calming you down and telling you something of the sort, they straight up just ruined Christmas for you. He sneaks so into your did, house. So he steals so, your cookies. So who, then who, right. who brought you? Who brought you? Who brought you the gifts? Himself. Who brought you the gifts? Jesus? Were they signed from Jesus? No. Mom and Papa did. I. But did they make the reason of the season about Jesus? I mean, I'm sure everybody tried. At the same point as an adult, I actually, oh, I I sympathize with this because at the same time I'm like, mm, okay, yeah, kid, a guy that breaks into your house, breaks into your house, steals eat your cookies, he doesn't break into your house, wears a fake he beard, no, no. he does, he, he goes down your chimney, beanie, that's beanie, like we didn't have a chimney, John. Why was he in my house? Because he still got in there. He's Santa. He doesn't. He doesn't steal and eat your cookies. You leave your cookies out on a fucking plate for Santa Claus. You leave them out. They are cookies for Santa. You leave him cookies and milk. That is a fucking thing. To trap him like a mouse? He, he is not stealing them. You are leaving them out then, for him. As an adult, 
think of all these Santas in suits and think of like the sweaty ass messes underneath those suits. Those are not Santa. Those are mall fuckers. Those are people in malls. Yeah, but people take their kids to see them as, oh, hey, this is Santa. Like, yeah, because they're children and you want them to experience the spirit of Christmas being Santa because you don't take your child to sit on baby Jesus's lap. Well, no, you dress up as the nativity Shut family. <laughs> you Only your family does that for Halloween. No. No, no, no. We also did my it God. at Christmas when my brother was born. He was born in September. So we were the family with the baby closest to Christmas. So we... On the, on Christmas morning. I know. We, Carol and I were angels. Oh my god! There was only one in the story. There was only one angel. Yeah. Well, no, there were. I well, mean, who were your parents? Were they Joseph and Mary? Yeah. Who played the wise men? Who played the shepherd? The little shepherd boy. Well, they showed up later, like months later. I can't participate so the in angels. this because I know no, nothing the angels of this. I know nothing, John Snow. Shepherds, shepherds showed up, right? Yeah, the shepherd boy. And it was the herald angels, not just the one. Yeah, hark the herald angels sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Here, no, that's the drummer boy. <laughs> just some vagrant child with a, an instrument. That's some kid standing outside of the manger going, ba, 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 ba. Drum solo. Mary's like, can you please fuck off? The baby is sleeping. She was a whore, though. I just... Look. Listen. Okay, all... all, Listen, as angry as I get about anything involving Christianity and Catholicism, as angry as I get, as angry as I get, Uh this time of year, there are certain religious Christmas songs that I love. Well... Songs, songs in general. Yes, I love music. Hanky the Christmas Pooh? No. No, 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 not Mr. Hanky the Christmas. No. I, I do love Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh and that entire fucking album. However, like, uh, uh, there's a song uh, called Mary Did You Know. That's your baby. Yes. Yeah, I know. I love that song. I'm aware of it. I love that song. Um, there are a, um, also, uh, I, it's not a Christmas song, but like Pentatonix turned it into a Christmas song. Hallelujah. I mean, um, I listen, I there are certain religious songs. Music is moving. Though. Yes. And that's what it is, is they are very moving songs. And I don't believe in in any of the stuff, but the songs themselves are outstanding. So I was describing this to my husband the other day, going to a concert, being in fellowship. Yes. With other people who enjoy that band, who are focused on that band. I think, honestly, the only thing I can equate it to in my early life is attending church. Mm. That feeling of belonging, of being in the same mental space of everyone else around you. I could see that. Um, so, I could see that. So, like... But what what um what religion did you grow up as? Christianity. Was it just basic? Like, what church did you go basic. to? Like, what was the name of your church that you went to? We were, we were a Baptist. Church. Okay, so Baptist. See, whereas Ray and myself, we were Catholic. Right. There was no community with 
No, Catholics. You, you, you went as down your down upon everybody no. else. <laughs> you went as your family. You left as your family. You didn't converse. But, you didn't like. But at like a Christmas mass with the candles at fucking midnight. Yes, at midnight mass. The midnight with all mass. The candles lit. That very atmospheric, and you're singing a hymn. Like sure, it's you moving. You have that, but feeling. that's what cults do. Right. <clears throat> Right, and that's my point with like loving yes. music now and yes. concerts is that like you get that way in a crowd. Sure, one hundred percent. That mob mentality. And yes. I'm not sad about no, it. No, no, it's concert. not. No, I don't look at it as a mob mentality because that's such a negative connotation. It is just a very moving, uh, like group affinity. Yeah. That, like you. There's nothing negative because mob mentality is such is so negative. Um, like uh, what? What is the other the the other version of that? Like a a public hallucination. Like just however, a... whatever the wording <laughs> is to make it positive, right, because it is such a it is such a, <laughs> it, is such a it, it is a positive thing. Like especially as 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 a child. Okay. I, and this is me. Let's go back. Let's uh, let's drop thirty years. Let's do five-year-old persona John here. Uh, still going to midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Okay, so we just got done with the uh, with with my dad's side of the family. We go to midnight mass. We go home. We go to sleep. But we go to midnight mass. And we always want my uncle Ernie, uh, who was not even an actual blood uncle. He was my dad's best friend since they were six so uh and then he passed away like nine years ago so it will always be a deeper thing with this um so probably why the holidays is a huge thing for me uh but um he always joined us for uh midnight mass and we all got to you know the whole candle like you had sent them the whole candle thing they like candles they pass the candles around uh almost that feeling of community and uh, you know but then going to with that for catholic school you know, we did other stuff during because with Catholics, it's the whole Advent thing. Like it's it's the time leading up to Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it was always very as a kid uh, who didn't know any better. It was a very enjoyable time. So uh, this time of year always means a lot to me because I try to revert back to that mindset to put myself in a reason why I love the, you know, I love this time of year. I love this season. Nothing to do with a religious reason. It's more so to do with it's the music. I love the music. I love the lights. Community. Yes, the community aspect the of it. Uh, the happiness of gathering with family. The spectacle. Yeah, they have the, the the the. For me, it's the joy of like with being a dad. It's the joy of you know having my son, you know get excited and then open his gifts and, you know, watch the excitement on his face by what he got and then still doing the whole Santa thing. And, hey, these handful of gifts are from Santa and leaving them separate from the rest of the gifts. The excitement that he has, except for the one year that you wrapped box inside a box inside a box inside a bo- giant box. Tape on every single <laughs> he fucking got fold. so fed up, so pissed off. He's like, I, I give up. I give up in a circle where you can only unwrap one box, and then the box is inside that box. Uh-huh. You can't open until I the do. Next round. And I don't do that anymore because he got very upset with that. And Although I was you just, wanted to do it this year, and I didn't. And so I 
You know, see, and then here comes Jen ruining my goddamn fucking positive <laughs> memories and shit coming in with this shit. Um, like, I was so pissed off. <laughs> he was so upset. I was just trying to tape the present shut, and then I just happened to put one inside of another box inside of another box because yep, to me, to me, that's how it happens. That is also what happened when I was a kid because I remember we're going to go way back in the day when Sega Genesis was a big console. Okay, and my brother Tim got me a game for the Sega Genesis, but he started it off in a giant refrigerator box, and he went smaller from there. So to me, it's a fun thing to do, not a not trying to piss anybody off. Is it fun or is it just brothers fucking with each other? Probably the probably the latter. Yes. Yes. So that's not fun. That's brainwashing. That's not brainwashing. Okay. No, that is what organized religion is. It's not brainwashing. It's just brothers fucking with each other. That's not a brainwash. That's just brothers being brothers. Or siblings being siblings. Because I'm sure as the oldest sibling, Anne... I was perfect. Bullshit. And you probably also had your means of fucking with your younger siblings. That's the difference, though. You were the oldest. We were pretty much... I was the youngest. Essentially, you I was the almost the youngest. I had a younger sister. I was the youngest of the three boys. Yes. And then my little sister then came in, and then when Timmy got older, then I became the middle child. But I never had the middle child syndrome because I was the youngest for a bit. So. I was a benevolent ruler. <laughs> um. So you think? <laughs> well, okay. So in this movie, Max, yes. the main character, yes. has an older sister. We're talking about a movie here. Just bring it back. Wow. So he has an older sister, and she actually seems fairly nice. Like she's not an asshole to him. She's not no. an asshole to him, and she, like his wish is that he could hang out with her like they used. It to. was very cute. That's so sweet. His letter to Santa was the cutest thing in the world. It is so raw, though. Like, well, be, I mean, he's he's, he's open. He, he's but here's honest. the thing: he's he's a kid. Yeah. He's telling it like it is. He's not trying to be an asshole. He's not trying to be mean. He's just a kid being a kid and talking how a kid would. I wish my uncle would not treat my cousins like they were boys. So it honestly, like, it was a very sweet letter, but I honestly feel like his family is fairly nice, fairly sweet. And, And here's my reasons. Like, the dad... Very affectionate with his children. I think the father more so than the mom. He's demonstrably a kind father, even if he's busy at the holidays. Sure. He said, I'm not traveling, but I do have to take some calls. That's a responsible yes. parental figure. Yes. And um, he still kisses his son on the forehead. He's he not, loves his kids. It's mm-hmm. very nice. And uh, the mom, she's, I know you don't like her, but she was honest with her sister like what the fuck are you doing that part honestly reminded me quite a bit of like uh national lampoon's christmas well stuff. the whole the, yeah the white trash family showing up yeah was very much so a lot I, of christmas I, vacation. I'd, I'd like to think that when they wrote that i'd like to think that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was kind of a, as like oh, a back yeah. burner 100%. because that that is what it felt like. Yeah. Well, and plus the little doors that they're opening for the yes for the the yeah. Christmas days yes and they did that in National Lampoon's Absolutely. Christmas Vacation. But like the mom, like when they're looking at the tree, like she kept. 
her and her sister's pictures and the the angel at the, the top angel. of the tree from yeah. their which mother. was their mother's and she and oh why didn't you get that like yeah. yeah she was super nostalgic and very mm-hmm. loving yeah and she only wanted things to be like they used to be like you could see with her and the husband just like I miss us just being able to spend time together right. before. And he work. did say that. He said, I miss us. I yeah. miss this. Like, yeah. when he, yes. And it's this loss in what the world is nowadays. Yeah. It's the loss in consumerism. It's the loss with work to where people forget to acknowledge and spend time with their family. Like, you could spend time with your family, think you're spending time with your family, but everybody's doing different things. Oh, well, we're still in the same house doing stuff, but you're not spending time with your family. And I think, you know, the mom was aware of that. You know, even when the her her eldest, the daughter, was going out yeah. to visit her boyfriend or check on him why he wasn't answering his phone, she's like, when you come back, I want you to spend some girl time with your cousins. <laughs> and she meant that yeah. as quality time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she, she said, you know what I mean, because she looked at them and they're both right. wrestling. Right. And she's like, well, you know what I mean. And I think, you know, she's making the effort. She's hosting this stupid Christmas She's thing. inviting her sister and her. Even though no one yeah. really wanted it. She's <laughs> like, really you know, this am, is <laughs> this is the, the, the holiday of obligation. This is what you do as a family. Yeah, because I think that the, the father even said something like, because the, after the kid kind of like, when the the one cousin read his letter and was kind of being a bitch about it, yeah, uh, and he went up to his room. The father came upstairs and was like, "Hey, you know, this is family. Like, this is just you just tolerate this and you just deal with you this. You get through it. It's only three and, days, and it's only." And he's like, "Oh shit, you know, it's only three more right. days left." So, but you know, he's like, "This is just family. Like, you know, you you just deal with family." And there are there there are two parts. To every single one of us. Sure. That when you hear something like that, there are two parts and you break off. One part is the positive aspect where you're like, you know, that's correct. You know, that's right. Like, this is family and they will always be family. Like, you could always count on family. And that part is that it's the positive aspect. But then you have the other part, which is, I, I won't say negative, but I'll say the realistic aspect where it's, you know, you going... Like, where someone goes, oh, well, they're family, and you're just like, yeah, sure, they're family, but, like, this, you know, part of the family, fuck them. Like, they're, they're pieces of shit, they're, they're terrible people, they're such negative, they're very rude, and, you know, so, like, it always, it, 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 there's two branches to that. And you would like to think that everybody looks on the positive aspect like the father does, like, hey, this is family. Like, you know, you do you deal with stuff for family. But when it comes to it, you shouldn't have to just deal with family. It should just be easy. Well, not not even necessarily easy because I don't always see eye to eye with with all members of my family. But I think, we and if there is genuine harm in association, I think absolutely cut them off. Yes. You're done with them. There's but, a difference, though, between the positive aspect of going, well, their family is family, versus the realistic aspect of saying, like, uh, family is family to an extent. Well, we don't see eye to eye. We don't agree. Yes. We don't agree on a lot of things. But yes. I think if actual harm is caused, but it doesn't seem like this family has reached that point where they are. 
I don't think it's to the point where it's being. I mean, I I think the worst is probably the two cousins calling Max Maxi Pad, and like the, just their their hazing of him, which is kind of almost like sibling older cousin shit. Yeah, I mean, like it's not kind, it's but not, it's children shit. It's children shit, but it's not the best. Uh, environment to be no. in. No. And Max is just fucking fed up with it. He's fed up, but he still wrote that letter. He, he did, because he still loves them. They're and, still his family. And it came from, I think, a very sweet place. It came from a very sweet, innocent place. Yes. Because he really, truly did love them. He loves his family. He loves the extended family. But, like, he also sees it for excuse me for how it is though like he sees it he, he sees the he cracks sees the, yeah he sees that the uncle wishes the two oldest girls were boys uh, that they are both perception. Tom, but they are both tomboys but girls can enjoy sports no no I'm, and I'm not saying they can't I know I'm not saying they can't but in this movie they this... are portrayed and they are dressed to look like you're Typical, stereotypical boy. And I think, like, how much of that is Max's perception that his uncle wants them to be boys and how much of that is just a father sharing things that he loves and values See, with his children. And I agree with that. But I think looking at it from a young boy's thing. Sure. Uh, from Max's you know, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are he that this is what Max sees. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that with the movie that they they don't and, and like I get what you're saying. Like, hey, this is what the father the father likes this and the the, the this is what the father knows. So this is what the father is sharing with his daughters. Yes. Whereas Max is uh, seeing he has a more uh a father who probably sees stuff from multiple views. And so Max sees it from, well, my uncle wants his daughters to be really wishes they were boys because that's how a kid would see it. And this movie did hit that on the fucking head of what a kid would see. And then when he sees the last relative left, his, uh, his cousin Stevie, you know, being yeah. held over this fucking pit He's like, take me. Yeah. Let my family go. Even though she was just a terrible... She was the worst because she read the letter. She, was, she really... was the worst. And she saw all this raw emotion in the letter. She paused for it. Yes. For effect. And she still read it. Um, but but he still... He's he, just a sweet, sweet He kid. T was like, just take me. Right. And then Krampus and all the fucking elves, they start laughing. Well, which then leads us back to the ending... Of this movie. Oh, yeah. That's where we were. Going. Of, it's where we started from. And we got up tangents. Um, but leads us back to the ending of the movie where you can see it on a negative or a positive note. So to myself, and we're going to go across the board here. Yeah. To myself, I took it as a positive thing where, like, as soon as they open this gift, Max opens a gift, and here's the, the, uh, the Krampus bell. And the family all sees it, and then they all start, like, out of this, like, where they're all just having a great old time. They see this bell, and they're all like, oh, fuck. I think it is almost like Krampus giving them a second chance, and them going, like, and hit with the whole snow globe thing. 
Krampus is watching them because he almost like hey you're you're fucking in line you're on the list yes and it is a I'm watching you but I'm giving you a second chance to prove that you can be better than you had been you can be good you can embody that christmas spirit yes exactly that is how i took it okay whereas jen okay so originally and before i'd even heard this thought process and point of view i originally took it as almost like a a purgatory like he took their souls they are trapped in this forever he brought them to their hell purgatory underworld whatever you want to call it and they are trapped in this and that was kind of the end of it like yeah everything's going fine for this moment but eventually they're probably going to go into this torturous thing like they're all with their family again they're all going to start fighting again and it was their torture so like he trapped their souls and ah. that was what all the snow globes were is that over the years, those were the souls that he trapped were in these snow globes. So I, that was originally what I took it as. I could, uh, after I'd kind of heard the other aspect of it, I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess I could kind of see that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this. I can see both aspects. I think in the same way that kind of trick or treat, ended on kind sure. of a yeah, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. note or you at least had closure for most of the stories because really the beginning was the end in that movie anyway still no answer on the okay. <laughs> <sighs> anyway uh no i think it ended on a positive note like they had that haunting moment like this could have gone a lot differently folks they focused up got real about the christmas game like and they, you could hear them even kind of segueing into that segment. They were saying, thank you for the pancakes. They were being grateful. They were hugging each other. Like, I think it was a really nice moment. Absolutely. And, like, and then I, I like to take it in that positive note where, like, he, he gave him a second chance. Like, Max was, like, you know, willing to give his life, his soul for his family. And so he gave him that second chance. But let's hop back a little bit. Krampus had almost like a demonic Christmas army of <laughs> things, right? Out of all of those, out of all the things that kind of the family went up against, let's negate whatever it was that was in the snow. Because they never show that. No, they don't. Like the, the, the fucking the, tremor the, thing that's and, in the snow. That, I honestly, <laughs> I, legit, I was thinking of Jaws, like when he started pulling Uncle and it, he's around. Like and he's back like and whipping forth around. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, that reminds me of Jaws. Like, I feel like that um, was a tie back to Jaws. I, I feel like it was, uh, but let's negate that thing. And or in the house. Ace Ventura. <laughs> yes. In the house, which, so out of all of like the, the items that attack the family, I can't say toys because not all more toys. Um, which one did you get like the most creepy, creeped out vibe from where you're like, fuck that one? So I automatically don't care for Jack in the Boxes and the fact that it was Jack in the Box clown with teeth. Not my favorite. Yeah. All I did love how his jaw hinged open a little bit. He was like, okay. yeah. Snake. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was like a. Like a snake caterpillar thing. Like a lamprey or yeah. something like that. So mm. anyway, not 
not great, but not the worst. And it was kind of handicapped for some reason with the box. Yeah. Like it was like it wasn't even the box. It was because he he ate the one kid and became a fat fuck, and he couldn't. <laughs> he he was like having trouble yeah. getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um, had to drag him away. To the like... tongue angel, I didn't care for. Yeah. Yeah, and she like her wings were like blades or something. Unpleasant. The teddy bear was like is that a, a teddy bear? He was whatever. He was creepy, but yeah, the angel was also mine. That yeah. yeah. I, I would I would say out of all of them, fuck that angel. <laughs> uh, it was fucking it was creepy as shit. Uh, I do like when Dorothy fucking like just capped him at the end, <laughs> like just fuck this bear, boom, I fuck also, this angel, boom, and landed in the wreath. Yeah. Like I also love when they they wrap her up in the chains and she's like, see y'all in hell. <laughs> she she was done. Thinking about it though, uh, let's go to the end of the movie, right? Was Dorothy in that end? She was, yeah. Was she? She was, yes. Okay, because I was like... Oh my God, was she? <laughs> I was like, man, maybe she that was. was like the... Dorothy's gone. Um, okay. Oh, the aunt? The aunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was there being yeah, she pleasant. Was there. She was holding the baby. Okay. Even though she hates children, <clears throat> she was now like... It was like... A less shitty Aunt Dorothy. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I, 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 like the whole aspect, and then like the baby was, they just left the baby alone, and then like they just like snatched up the baby too, and the, it was gone, and then uh, the uncle like jumped on the jack in the yeah, box. Yeah, like, fuck this, like, yeah, yeah, he just went with it, like, no, I'm going too. But Every, it was, at the end, everybody went very quickly, like. Well, was, I think it was like almost like a we need to hurry up and wrap this shit up. <laughs> Let's get a little rid of bit, them. a little bit, like yeah. how we wrap this shit up. Yeah, because yeah, because then they're going to the the, uh, the plow truck, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, father goes trying to save the family, the family yeah. and then they're going to the truck, and the aunt gets gets caught, and the daughter hugs her, and the daughter, and then the the, the mom of yeah. uh, Max's mom yeah. shoves them in the truck, Says, and then I love you, I love you, and then it grabs her. And then they're Literally trying to just Max and Stevie, and they're trying to start the truck, and it's not starting. And then the elves show up, and then the one elf gets taken away as well by whatever's under the snow. And I kind of wish that they would. And the only thing I can think of was like, what's under the snow is that Jack in the Box that Krampus yeah. left by the side of the plow yeah. truck when the daughter was hiding under it. Yeah. And that like the Jack in the Box is like the other Jack in the Box at the house. And it just burrows under the snow and shit. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, he but was very wormy. But does, not the same. It's just a separate one. Yeah. It kind of yeah. makes it creepier, though, because you don't know. Well, I mean, that's a that's a movie known fact. Yeah, it's a tro- yeah. Tro- like, it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah, fear yeah. of the unknown. Aliens. You don't ever really see the whole ass xenomorph until the end. Near the end. Yeah. You, know? you see parts, and it's creepy. Yep. Hello, my baby. Hello, my dog. Oh, that's not that. That's Spaceballs. Hello, my ragtime guy. You don't remember that? I've never watched all of Spaceballs. What the fuck, dude? It's Mel Brooks. I know. I love Mel Brooks. I watch Spaceballs all the way through. I think what happens is like I like the idea and I'm up for it, but then I fall asleep. Oh no! That's such a good movie. And it's um, literally the same guy, too. It's, um, and I just, I don't find, and this is terrible, I don't find John Candy particularly humorous. 
But it's not just John Candy. I know it's not. And so I can, I have the capability of enjoying the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. I just, because uh, at that point I had watched Star Wars like millions of times. Millions. Millions. Exactly millions. Exactly well, millions. this stems back to Annie's upbringing and what was Star, Wars, what and was not. Star Wars and Star Trek was okay. So. Well, science, man. Which I, blows my mind because science and religion don't normally work mm, well together. Mm. So, I think it was less about science and it's more it was the science fiction. Mm. Yeah, and I think you know also Even Star Wars is basically space Jesus. There's two so. parents, you know, in a situation. Yeah. And uh, my situation, anyway, and you know, one parent was raised with that being copacetic, fine, and the other one didn't really get exposure to it until they got married. So. So the one being copacetic would be your father, mm -hmm. and then your mom never had anything until not they were married? Re not really. You know, she talked about not being allowed comic books when she was growing up. Because of religious reasons? Probably your parents. I don't know. I, well, I wasn't sure with your mom's upbringing, like, if she I'm was religious. I'm not sure how strict so. they were. Like, that's... that's. Was your mom, uh, with her upbringing, because uh, I know she has, like, many heritage backgrounds... Uh, was it always a Christianity upbringing? No, I mean she was. Yes, but I. I don't know. Yes, but no. Yes, but no. Yes and no. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but your mom ha is and one she is a Mexican uh, portion. Hispanic slash possibly indigenous. Like we're not entirely sure. Okay, and I okay. haven't done a DNA. But then also Chinese. But. Also Chinese. And then German? German, Irish, uh, Welsh. Okay, know. okay. Or not not even Welsh, but Cornwallish on my... With that, what was the main uh, heritage that brought her up? Like, what was it? Oh, that's my dad's side, the other side. So, um, uh, she was adopted. I didn't see. I didn't know that. Oh, surprise! <laughs> she was adopted. Yeah. Uh, young age. Twelve. Okay, by a navy family. Huh? Oh, a, a a white navy family. Okay, mm -hmm. so she was adopted at twelve. Uh, so then probably the start, almost kind of the start of Christianity. Then I would assume so. Okay. Like I'm not sure. I think really the religion came in when she met your dad. When she was trying to deal with some of the trauma from her youth. That's so, fair. like, I think it was later in life, and that was why it was so important, because it took the place of maybe therapy, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was the, it's the pillow um, that a lot of people uh, take as opposed to going to therapy and stuff. And which, ironically enough, why a lot of, a lot, a lot of Christians uh, negate therapy and, and, and therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists because they believe that, you know, going to church can solve everything. It's it's about the community. Yes. It's about and the community. there are some things that the community should be privy to later on, but, you know, at the start, like, you need to be able to well, figure out who you are and what you're dealing sure, with Sure, but mental first. health is, is such a growth since field. then, yes, since the absolutely. Like, people 
I mean, out people were still doing freaking lobotomies. People were mm. still doing exorcisms because of there could have been some type of mental health thing. So, but they like, were still thinking it was an, a demon issue. Again, it's it's the fear of the unknown and not knowing how to deal with it. So mm-hmm. trying whatever might work. So, sure. You know. Absolutely. So Krampus to scare your children into. <laughs> not being a dick. Yeah, not being a bad kid. But, you know, like, uh, it's don't be a bad kid in the bank or I will let that policeman take you. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's yep. what it was. And be a good kid and you get this lollipop that has a has like a fucking ring uh, paper uh, stick. Never had those suckers at the bank where like the the, 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 the sucker didn't just have just a straight sucker, stick. Yeah. It had like a loop. It was like a loopy stick. Oh, so you didn't choke on it. Yeah. So you, like you held you it. You kept it on your finger. Those and the banks babies. gave those out back in the day. For babies. Oh, and then they switched to dum-dums. Dum-dums. Did you eat the stick? I ate the stick. <laughs> it's fucking paper. I didn't I eat the stick. You threw it out. 100% ate it. That explains a lot. Uh, Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just part of the sucker. It's not. Extra it is. Fiber? It holds the sucker. Extra fiber? I don't know. It all got wet. <laughs> like you, You'd be the kid that gets taken by the gingerbread cookie up the chimney. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna mention that, like that gingerbread cookie, and we meant we brought up sandwiches. If a delicious <laughs> looking we... sandwich came down the chimney, inexplicably, and that would be Annie. Toasty, melty cheese. That kid's that kid's upper lip bothered me. That kid. It was like little... a U. It was like an upside down U shape. It was. Yeah, it was weird. It was like. But, like, it was, like, a natural thing. It wasn't like the kid was, like, like using any type of a muscle to move. The, it just looked like that. Women pay for that. That's the lip flip. Oh, fuck that. Ew, it it, it looks stupid. Like, the kid looked dumb it because of that. Youthful well, the fact that ain't youthful. That he just stared at you and just like. <sighs> well, I think the kid was stupid. Like, he like, wasn't all with it. Well, no. He yeah. ate a cookie hanging off a fucking hook in a chimney. I feel judged, John. <laughs> you wouldn't eat a cookie hanging off a hook in a chimney. It would be a sandwich. Ch- you still wouldn't know. No, 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 no. Fuck, no, the, fuck the sandwich it. theory. You still wouldn't. If I you think... fucking woke up in the middle of the night and you smelled and you saw a cookie, a, a fucking a sandwich bread. hanging off a fucking hook on a chain Toasted in your chimney, bread, I would cheese. hope that you wouldn't be like, I'm gonna eat that. <laughs> like, so maybe some au jus on this side. Yeah, like. like Toasty bread, melty cheese. Nope, there's no side. It's hanging on a chain, <laughs> hanging out of your fucking fireplace. Ham and Swiss. No fucking sides. I feel like there's no. a good chance I would go. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I think no, I would. No, you fucking wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You have enough fucking sense out of out of our entire fucking group. The one who would go for it and still wouldn't go for it would be me. The fucking caveman would be like sandwich. Fuck but no. Yeah. No, because you would be the one that wakes up and goes, John, you probably shouldn't fucking eat that sandwich. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably a good idea I should eat that sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be tempted, though, and I might touch it. Like, And that's the thing. I wouldn't necessarily put it in my mouth, but that's what she I said. would definitely approach. <laughs> I would approach I would, the sandwich. I might I touch approach. it, but I wouldn't put it in my mouth. <laughs> and I'd, like, smell it, perhaps. <laughs> And like I don't know, I would probably poke it too, because where's the sandwich coming from? Like I'm still thinking the of fucking d- chimney, toasty. Maybe Grandma put it on before she went to sleep. 
hanging it from a chain with a giant fucking hook. She did make hot chocolate over the fireplace. Not Omi wouldn't fucking hang a sandwich there. <sighs> she might. Omi's magical. She is. She made a lot of cookies. Don't put she, that on Omi. She was just making gingerbread cookies previous scenes. Gingerbread cookies, John. Maybe she's toasting I, it I, up. Listen, don't, don't, don't. Because gingerbread cookies are my favorite cookie. So don't blame Omi. Do not. Do not put, do not blame Omi, okay? I'm not blaming her. I loved Omi. That Omi is like the, is like the grandma of grandmas. I it's loved true. Omi. How did she not have more PTSD around the holidays? She well, did. That's why she, she did. that's why she got so quiet. And, and I like, feel like that's also why, I feel like that's also why she only spoke German was f- like, she could speak English well, as we saw. And Dorothy was like, fucking speak I fucking English. knew it. I fucking knew yeah. it. <laughs> I think it was a, that was a PTSD thing for her was reverting back to just German because like that, it, it was like a childhood thing. And so she reverted back to childhood for the whole Krampus shit. And, but like Max and Max's dad, whose name I don't remember, they knew German. Jeffrey. Whereas like the mom and the daughter didn't know German, it seemed at least. They were the only ones, yeah, who could Well, I mean German. it is possible yeah. that the daughter did and just this, you didn't yeah, because she's any. a teenager. Yeah. It was very heartfelt though. Like at first I was like, Why is Max the only one that can understand her? But then the the son did. And it was very heartfelt that like the son, like, you know, he learned it as well. Obviously he probably learned it when he was younger because she probably spoke it all the time it was very heartfelt though because i was like like that is very sweet that like you know they're they're conversing in german that is probably for her a comfort thing as well of speaking in german because she had to learn english and so i i enjoyed that and like max who's no more than fucking probably eight or nine here and he knows it so he took the time to learn this with omi and he talks to her in German, and he tells everybody else mm-hmm. what she's saying, and I, th- I, it's very sweet. But that's, I mean, often the case in families where the youngest or the 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 child is the one that's kind of translating because for... they're native to mm-hmm. English, and well, they they learn both. I mean, our, we are very flexible as children, and yes. we're able to learn. It, it does suck, though, that, like... Much easier for kids to learn. It, and that's what sucks, is it is much easier for children to learn, excuse me, multiple languages, whereas adults, you're like, uh, I'm trying to teach myself Japanese right now. It's fucking hard. Yeah. And I'm all, at the same time, I'm also using the same stuff to teach Flynn, because I'm like, hey, you're seven. You should be able to learn this and pick this up better. But I bet... That he's not like, yeah, let me sit down and learn this. Exactly. Because he's, <laughs> he's seven. Like, is this a YouTube video? No. Okay, bye. And he's also because he, Yeah. Because he's seven. And if I also spoke it, it might be different. Right. Like, if, if, if it was the, the language spoken in the home, I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest leg up on that yes. situation. And I would assume, I don't know. I wonder how the mom and dad met in this movie. College. Like, he's he's a man of business, and he speaks German with his mother, who yep. is in the U.S. speaking German. So I wonder, like, also, where is her husband? What happened to him? He's probably dead. 
Well, that that tracks, but like also because Omi herself is fucking old. Well, she's portrayed as being old. He's not that old though, as a dad. He's not mm. at that point. Probably late thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not old. No, so. I mean, it, it's feasible that her husband was dead, but, like, also, how did she get to the U.S. from her village and, where and, Krampus ate everybody? Yes, and being alone at a chi- as a child. Right. Like, that that part, like, there's... I want to know more. <laughs> I want backstory. <laughs> and that is where Anne and I just kind of fall flat for the sit fact we're like, we're like, but what's the, what, what's the, where, where what's we the need journey? more details here. What's the journey? Um, I kept uh, thinking that the girl, the the teenage daughter, was the same one that was in um, Hannibal, the TV show. Didn't watch it. Oh, so good. It, was it her? It wasn't. It turned it out not to be. Okay. It's, I didn't think um, so, but she's she's been in some other things. She was <laughs> in um, The Wilds, which was I think a Netflix show. Okay. Her, the Hannibal girl. Uh, her, and, okay. not the Hannibal girl. Gotcha. And then and then as we discussed prior to recording, uh, Max was in chef yes and i had forgotten that and he's a sweet kid in that i but that's the thing it is i love chef uh john favreau and this kid um uh father-son relationship uh they're kind of at the start of it they're they're kind of apart well sofia vergara is his ex-wife and they have this kid uh, together Uh, and uh, he wants to. Is his name Max in that too? I I, I don't yeah, know. That's true. Um, Maybe. Uh, like you need to spend time with your son. He's he gets fired from a restaurant and he opens a food truck with John Leguizamo because listen, if I was friends with John Leguizamo, I would also open a food truck with John Leguizamo. But like he has the sexiest pasta scene <laughs> with uh, Black Widow. But yeah, so he has. Like, she is sitting there all sexy, but the sexiest part of that scene is the pasta. But we are people who also uh, think with food. Yeah. And we live uh, vicariously through food because we do love food. And for you and myself, a big thing for us is sandwiches. So, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so, like, he is the young son of John Favreau in Chef. Uh, and it's an it's such an adorable movie. It's a, a very it's sweet movie. Such a great father son thing, you know, cross country trip on this food truck, and John Favreau kind of like he's a dad, but he learns to fully become a dad, you know, throughout this movie. Uh, and Chef is such a great movie. It's one of my favorites. So I I will always harp on Chef. Such a great fucking movie. Plus food chef i'm a chef so it works i'm a dad he's a dad but yeah um so like max is wishing for a happy family yeah, christmas yeah and instead of sending it to santa mm-hmm. it's delivered to krampus because he rips it up and well, throws it in throws it outside like, fuck this so then krampus is like alerted to the shittiness of his family yep but honestly like there are far shittier people. Oh, yeah. Sure, but um, but I guess since he got kid, the letter, he, he's like, okay, got you, kid. Because it was a kid Omi, giving up on it. Yeah, yeah. He and Omi were the last ones that were. But I, I don't even feel in like Christmas. It was even a giving up. It was just a frustration of the moment, yeah. and he rips up his letter, throws it in the wind. Storm comes. 
And then at the end, like, his note was wrapped around the bell that Krampus dropped in the snow for him. Like, here, take this, bitch. Here you go. Remember. Yep. Just like he did with Omi. As a remembrance of... Whereas Omi, though, didn't take back her... No. Her wish. No. She lost her family. She was left on her own. Whereas Max took back his wish. And then he also offered to just take me instead. Mm -hmm. Leave my family, let all of them go, and just take me. And, you know, and Krampus and all of them, they fucking laughed. And it's probably because, like, they probably have never experienced that before. They never had that response before from a child. I feel like they must have. Mm. I don't know. Well, like there the were a lot where... of there were a lot of snow globes in that workshop. Mm. That's the thing where it's up in the air. All left to interpretation. Yeah, it was just it, a dream. Um, Jk, they're in a snow globe. All left to interpretation, uh, positive or negative. That was Krampus, though, and it was it was still a, it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It wasn't too long. I thought it was. It wasn't a good length. Yes, uh, there. I like the claymation in the middle, like the claymation of with the, uh, Omi's Omi's youth. Yeah, yeah that was I fun. I really like that. Yes, the budget. I didn't look that up, but yeah. like I would have to guess that the animation aspect of it more because again, one of John's favorite things about horror movies is practical effects. Yep. Ooh, can Always. we talk about practical effects of Krampus's face though? I didn't like his goat eyes. No. Well, his whole it. face, like, it wasn't moving. It was like an open mouth. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't care for that. Uh, uh, so it was, it was meant to look like a demented version of Santa. Uh, and then the goat eyes were a fallback to actual Krampus, who has goat eyes and the full on, you know, goat, goat look and the horns and the hooves. The goat look. The goat the look. Goat look. The goat popular in paris fashion week uh, no, I, I didn't like that the face was not moving at all it was just like the wide open mouth and the i feel like they could have done better like originally i'm like oh shit this looks great you see it on I the thought, roof and you're like oh shit, yeah i thought it creepy. was like a little bit corpse like almost like mm-hmm. mummy ish that's i think that's what it meant was meant to be was like almost like a corpse of santa okay mm. In any case, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed that it seemingly had a happy ending wrap-up, in my opinion. Same. Um, Did I like it as well as the director's previous efforts with Trick or Treat? No, I did not. But it was still not a bad movie, and I did enjoy it a lot. Absolutely. Um, So anything else left to uh, say with Krampus? Anne? Jen? Never gonna spend that long on cookies. I'm just gonna eat them. Yeah, I love gingerbreads. <laughs> I love them, but like I'm Frosted gonna cut out a circle. I'm not gonna. That's fair. So, thank you everybody, once again, for joining in for episode twelve, uh, our our big holiday uh, special. So join us for episode thirteen for Jack Frost. Not the Michael Keaton Not one. Not that one. Don't watch it. There is a terrible, shitty horror movie, <laughs> Jack Frost, where there's like a criminal and stuff. That's the one we're going to be reviewing. Not the Michael Keaton one, which is kind of enjoyable for a family film. Uh, the Jack Frost horror movie. That is the one we will be reviewing for episode 13 because that 
fits in for being 13. Unlucky number. Terrible movie. And then also, with the terrible movie, for episode 13, we are going to be re- be reviewing terrible beers. Ooh. So I want each one of you to pick a ter- some terrible beer Ooh. and bring it. And that's what we're going to be reviewing. Be it Genesee Cream Ale Ooh. or whatever the fuck you well, want to bring. Like it's got to be themed like terrible Christmas beer. Maybe? No, I don't know. Not no. Christmas, but Just like- terrible. Terrible. Just it, terrible. It is the first terrible movie we are doing. Okay. Being episode 13, it kind of fits. It all just kind of blends. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. So allow me to leave you with this. Whereas this entire movie was just like, hey, you know, this is what happens when the Christmas spirit is forgotten and hope is lost and all that stuff. Just remember that as long as you got a handful of fucking people with you, be it family, be it friends, be it fucking whomever, be it just us that you listen to on a podcast, you always got somebody. You can always turn to someone. I hope you have the happiest of holidays and we will catch you guys after the holidays are done have a great christmas have a great hanukkah great kwanzaa whatever you celebrate and we'll catch you all later happy holidays jingle jingle (laughs) bye